All right, Anthony and I have a podcast back for another episode. Jeffrey Epstein was nearly on to catch a predator. And that story revealed this past week. Uh, plus, Army Hammer back in the news for some of those DMs. We got a lot to dig in there. And uh, this Canadian couple that were fined after the husband was being walked by the wife like a dog. Exactly what you were picturing. Episode brought to you by Hero Soap Company. Link in the description below. More on them in a second. But first, we say hi to Frankie C., who is here to co-host. Frankie C., how are you, my friend? Doing all right. Doing better than, uh, than Army Hammer. <laughs> I think we're all doing a little better than Mr. Hammer at this point. Uh, by the way... Uh, we did talk about Army Hammer in a past podcast, so go to the uh, podcast wherever you're listening from and track back a little bit if you want to catch up with that episode. We'll put links in the uh, YouTube description for sure. Uh, and we did talk about Ghislaine Maxwell getting her own TV show. If you missed that on a previous episode, again, just go back, go to our page, wherever you're listening, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, scroll back a couple episodes and check that out. But Epstein in the news again because uh, Chris Hansen, just admitted now he was the guy who hosted to catch a predator right um which was by the way like i mean a lightning rod of a show do you remember when you like everybody was talking about to catch a predator the next day huge huge show i mean great yeah awesome for what it did yeah and like it, it was like it was it was a entertaining but b you liked seeing these pieces of dirt get the yeah get their comeuppance you know what i'm saying it was like it was just uh it was a great show all around uh but anyway hansen said that uh back in 2014 2015 he tried setting up an operation to get epstein into incriminating himself on camera he said he got as far as sitting down with some of epstein's victims but he was ultimately deterred after assessing that the security uh at the financiers properties in new york and florida were just a bit too much to handle he said i quote i met with these guys and they had a big file on epstein and i was trying to fashion a to catch a predator like sting operation in which we would catch him Uh, But he said, quote, the levels of security at his place in New York were such that it was very difficult to come up with something. The Florida home was difficult to come up with something as well. End quote. He also said, quote, honestly, I got busy with other things. And he went on to say that it was his biggest career regret not following through with that. Yeah. What could what other things could you get busy? Like what? What's more important? In hindsight, what you're saying is 100% correct, but when you're in the business of to catching uh, of catching a predator, yeah, I'm sure he had other predators to catch. Yeah, except. exactly, exactly. But this guy Epstein's like in a video game. He's the final boss. He's you get him, you know, roll credits. He's Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out. He's you know he is Mike Tyson. He's the one you go after. Now I don't understand how it would work. Like if he's in what 2014, 2015, he's trying to go after Epstein. Would that have interfered with investigations? Like, is, is he allowed to do that? I, yeah, I. You know what? I don't know. That's a great question. I. I think I. I feel like I've seen him talk about this before, where he's said like, sometimes he would back off from stuff where there were ongoing investigations, but then there were, I think, more times than not where 
whatever it was that he got them to say on camera kind of helped them seal the deal on some of their investigations too. And plus, right. It was also like the, the class of people he was going after were the people that were the low, yeah, yeah, the scumbag bottom of the barrel types. Yeah, lower level and also like still like kind of still trying to hook somebody in at that at that during that time. It wasn't right. what this guy was, which is like I guess a kingpin, which you you know, you could say. I wonder if he would have been allowed to go after. I mean the FBI everybody's been on to or after trying to catch Epstein for a long time, right? Yeah. Well, that's the I only mean, time it, I would say that they would deter him away when they were trying to like like do a little bit of a sting operation, which by the way, the uh, police chief down in Florida was like he he tried to keep things ultra quiet while he was collecting all of this information from the, from the right. beginning. But once once everything popped out, that was a you know, it was a bit of a different story. But I mean, look, it's commendable. And by the way, it's also commendable for him to even admit in this climate nowadays that he that he missed the boat on that one yeah yeah i mean if the excuse was you know i was catching a million i can't catch everybody it's a that's a tough one i'm catching all the people i get it yeah you got other stuff to do you know but if it's like you know i i had my my daughter's sweet 16 to plan yeah i mean know, that, but here's let, the thing someone else plan it Here's the thing, though, like the way it all winds up turning out that like that sucks. Like I get him saying like it's his biggest career. Like you don't you don't um, you don't forget those missed. Yeah. Gather around, kids. I'm going to tell a story. I'm leaving. You're looking at and listening to two people, two human beings that have shared the same horrific experience together a number of years ago. I will not say when. Uh, the two gentlemen before you were 10.6 seconds away from winning the New York City High School Hockey Championship, and we did not 10. win. 9. They scored to tie the game, and we lost it in overtime, and it hangs with both of us to this day. 10.9 or 10.6? It 10. does 6? exist on tape. Is it, was it 10.9. 10.9. See? All right, I was close. But we know, we, we know it was more than 10 seconds. We, we don't sucked. forget it. When you have these these moments, these missed opportunities, those times where you're like, ah, oh, you just don't forget it. So I sympathize with Chris Hansen here. To be fair, I mean Chris Hansen, credit where credit's due. The guy caught a lot of people. So let I, I I'm prepared to say, Chris Hansen, you did a great job with Hall of Fame career. Show. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Career. Yeah, I mean better than most people. Yeah. Yeah. In catching these these guys. In fact, he was one of those instances where he was the victim of his own success because he got so I think the show got so big that then you, it was you harder and harder to do. Yeah, you can't you can't really continue to do it. You know, you can't keep doing it because then everybody knows about it. But it was great, you know, for the hey, moments that it was there. If the success of the show scares people into not doing that stuff, then great. Exactly. I mean, that's another that's another uh, benefit of, of making that show. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot to unpack with this Army Hammer stuff. Let's talk about Hero Soap Company first. They're my guys. Veteran-owned company made right here in the U.S. of A. Do you say USA or U.S. of A? You could say both. Either one. I know you can, but what do you prefer? If I'm saying the, the US, I'd say the U.S. of A. 
or the United States. I don't know how I feel about made USA in America. people. Made in America. <laughs> what about my wife is here? What about you? You say USA or USA? You say USA. I'm starting to have a negative feeling about people that go U.S. of A. I, I haven't fully formed this opinion yet, but in thinking about it's, it, for it's a, I feel like that's the only uh, acronym that we throw in a real word, like the full word. Yeah. The of. I don't think we have any other acronyms where we we throw the real word in there. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Anyway, uh, hero. So, by the way, I can get to this level of thought process because I cleanse myself with Hero Soap Company. That's that's the that's the level of clarity you'll be operating on. <laughs> this actually might be counterproductive. We might have to do a make good for this because I don't know if I'm selling this the right way. I think I think they might lose money on this one. <laughs> I, uh, I I could hear them people returning bars of soap. <laughs> well, if I'm gonna start thinking like that guy, forget it. I was gonna order, but now I just don't know. Um, order up a bar hero soap. They send a bar of soap over to our troops, which is just extraordinary work. And then, of course, they take a little bit of money out of their profits and they go ahead and they build mortgage-free homes for veterans. Okay? doesn't get better than that. If we all acted 1.5% the way this company does, this world would be a, a much better place. A much, much better place. Save 20% off a subscription right now by using the promo code Anthony. Only use the link in the description below of this episode, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Appreciate you listening, but use the link in the description so we can get credit for it. Thank you. You know, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I know there's people out there that do it, but I don't know. How would you make your own soap? Yeah, that's a good question. All my soap experience comes from Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden? Is that his name? I don't know. Who Who's the guy from about? Fight Club? Remember in Fight Club? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Tyler something. Yeah, but I don't know, like, if I had, if I right now, if you told me, Frank, go, go out there and make me a bar of soap, I would be like, all right, I can find maybe something that smells nice. <laughs> but I don't know if you could call it soap. I don't know if you want to clean yourself with it. I, I feel, wouldn't know what to put in it. I feel like you would be just rubbing one of those candy mints that they give you at the diner on the way out. You would just be rubbing that on your body going, is this working? I don't know. Couldn't hurt. You would you would you would melt the candy soap <laughs> and like add water to it or something and gelatin and hope that it would do something. It's <laughs> better than what you would do. <laughs> like you know the first step in making soap. I have no idea on how to make I'm soap. I'm sure it involves melting something. Yeah, I I yeah, I think something's got to get melted. You know what? I asked uh, I asked our guy over at Hero Soap Company when we were first talking. I was like, because he was a veteran. So I was like, how'd you go from, you know, defending our freedoms to like, I know, I'll make soap. And and I think he, I, I forgot what he said exactly, but I, I remember just being like, I guess so. Because I think he wanted to be able to make something here. And okay. this was like something. You know what? If he's a veteran, I think it, he probably had the experience that he needed. Maybe it was a not a lot of soap around when he was overseas or truth, something. truth. So maybe he saw a need in the armed forces for that kind of service. That's gotta so be, that makes kind of sense. That's gotta be rough when you go, you ever go like a day or two without showering? Like you go a weekend and you don't shower. I get, I get nice and greasy when that happens. Oh, and I, Oh, you know what I always think about? I think about some of our troops that are in that scenario, but more than our troops, I think about like 
pre-showering being a common thing days. Like, how? What was that? Stank that like two hundred years ago. Yeah, everybody stinks, man. When was deodorant invented? Like, even like I'll think about that sometimes when I'm watching like, um, you know, movies about like the Continental like Congress Adams. or whatever. Yeah, John. Yeah, they're they're all in this room in Philadelphia in the middle of the summer. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure they didn't look as put together as they do on in the movies. No, and I just wonder. And the one thing you're like, you can set a mood, but you can't tell what that odor was in that room. And I just I can't imagine that being a nice I'm odor. I'm sure. I'm sure there were the days of you know people would go to the river and and wash themselves somehow because they wash their clothes, they keep clean in certain ways, but. I'm sure it wasn't an everyday thing. I don't know, man. That, that, I just, I think it was accepted. I think just everybody stunk and it was like, just accepted. That's why, like, if you're like one of these people that, because there are some people that just don't stink. Like, they can go like four days without a shower and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I mostly I call argue, these people females. But, I would but argue if, that plumbing has to be one of mankind's, if not the greatest invention of the modern era plumbing so much so much good stuff is you don't have to worry about where your waste goes true true but i also feel like air conditioning helped in this little scenario too because air conditioning is good kept everybody cool from sweating and stinking up and i don't know yeah, there are alternatives fans pools you know with with plumbing it's plumbing or a bucket i don't want to sound like a spoiled brat here but I think I was born in the right time because if I get around somebody that's got a little bit of a BO thing going on, I can't be near it. And if I was alive back then, you'd just be surrounded by it all the time. Yeah, but you would stink too and you'd be used to it. I I would hate it so much. I would just hate it so much. I'd be so miserable. You'd probably welcome a fart. (laughs) Yeah, right? Just just farting off. Thank God. But they had perfumes back then. But when you think about it, they're just mixing perfume with stink. Yeah, they're not washing anything off. It's like spraying air freshener in a in a gas station bathroom. It's not going to do too much. It's not going to do too much. It really, really isn't. And that's the thing. Like when you were like when you'd go down to the river to to wash off. Like how how good was that doing? Yeah, that's river water. I mean. It's not really the cleanest water. Yeah. I'm sure people pee in it and stuff. Yeah. And 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 you don't have like a soap. When did when do you when did people start washing themselves with soap? I'm sure eighteen hundreds. Gotta be mid eighteen hundreds. Maybe I, a little even earlier. Guess in the comments. Shoot a tweet out before we get to the answer. What'd you say eighteen hundreds? Do you have an opinion? I'll say on that? I'll go eighteen forty three. 1883 43 1843 my wife says they've been doing it for a long time soap like soap that everybody has all right i just find this interesting i just put in when did people i didn't get to the soap part yet and the first three google suggestions are when did people start brushing their teeth when did people start celebrating christmas and when did people start smoking weed (laughs) what the hell have you been searching i don't know I don't know, but that's a wide variety of topics. Brushing your teeth, smoking weed, and Christmas. That's one hell of a day. That's oh one hell of God. a December 25th. Wait. 
<laughs> what? What was your guess, Frank? 1843? Yeah. Well, it's probably like 1219 or something. How about 2800 BC? <laughs> they had soap in 2800 BC. Yeah, my wife I, just I didn't said... see that coming. I didn't see that coming at all. I'm talking about like soap was a was made, you know, people had it maybe a little bit here and there, but not every everybody had it. It wasn't a widely used thing, was that? The first concrete evidence we have of soap-like substances date back to 2800 BC. The first soap makers were the Babylonians, Mesopotamians, Egyptians, as well as the ancient Greeks and Romans. Hey, oh, you know what? I just got a little bit more faith in humanity. Here's a tip for Frank and anybody else who winds up on Jeopardy. All of them made soap by mixing fat, oils, and salts. And salts? Yep, fat, oil, and salt. I guess I'll never saw that potential. I'll never forget this though. When we were at the, what's the one in, what's the museum in central park? Modern art. No. No, uh, Yeah. The um, metropolitan museum of art, metropolitan museum of art. They had an exhibit where the natural history or natural history. I think it was natural history. The Romans, they had this system of, you know, when they would bring water down into this, into their cities, Oh, aqueducts and, and stuff. Right, so they would take the water because it was it, as it was moving, it would cool, and they would run it into a room, and run it all around the room and back out, because they found that it actually cooled the room down. So that was the first form of air conditioning way back in the day. They would just run cool water around the room, cool it all down. There were some smart people out there, man, smarter than I, you know, gave yes. them credit for. I but thought, <laughs> I thought we were only two hundred years into this soap stuff. <laughs> But, but it just goes to show they were worried about stank. People were like, I can't stand this stench anymore. We got to figure out a way to cool this room down. I'm telling you right now, everybody stop what you're doing. Let's figure this That's out. That's what, if it were, you know, if I would, I'd be like, just fill the room with flowers and cold water. That's, and just leave me alone. <laughs> just, it'll smell nice. I'll be cool. Yeah, there's no TV, but I'll be all right. 1843. <laughs> well, what was your guess? You didn't, have, you didn't even give a guess. You were thinking the same thing. You were in the 1800s with me as well. I was not. I would have had a much more accurate guess, Frank. Yeah, That's okay. ludicrous. All right, good. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't see soldiers in the Crusades carrying soap around with them. Yeah, that's I true. Don't visualize that, but I guess they did. Who knows? I'm sure it was hard to come by at times that, that people would be like, oh, Jesus, this guy. Hey, chewing gum. You know what chewing gum is? Chewing yeah. gum has like been around forever. It's just it's like a natural thing on trees. People just chew it. Just scrape it off of trees and chew. Well, there you go, Hero Soap Company. So, but I think the moral of the story is it took us from 2800 BC to 2020 to finally get to a place where we've mastered soap. That's the difference. That's the moral. You say we've done it. That's the, the takeaway. That's where we're at. It took us that long to figure out that selling soap could actually help the troops. It took us, what, 4,800 years? <laughs> uh, by the way, just because my own curiosity, I'm sure people are going crazy. Uh, 3,000 BC was when the ancient Egyptians constructed a crude toothbrush from twigs and leaves to clean their teeth. Hey. There you go. I'm in. They got... Uh... They know what they were doing back then. They they weren't as uh, 
behind the times as we think, I there guess. So this has been a very uh, uh, knowledge-enriching episode for sure. Uh, the more you know. Let's talk about <laughs> Bloom Doo Doo Doo. Let's talk about Army Hammer. Uh, the other day we talked about this, and we fully came out and said, because we don't want to be sued, that this was probably a false story and made up, and we read just some DMs from people that were like, I want, he was like telling people, like, I want to eat you, and uh, that. Drink your blood. And yeah, and that he Hold killed, your heart in my hand and control the beats. That, yep. Yep. Wow, you, this really stuck with you, them. Frank. This really spoke to you. <laughs> this gave me nightmares for the <laughs> last two nights. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically the Army Hammer story. And um, I think we left with, this is probably BS, but it's like a fun thing to talk about. So we talked about it. Um, and then he was supposed to do this movie with J-Lo. And he pulled out of the movie. And when I read that headline, I said to my, wait, there's more. There's more. But when I read that headline, I go, well, I'll tell you what. Feels like there's a little fire where that smoke is. Because what he said, his quote was, this is all BS and blah, blah, blah. And I can't believe I even have to respond to this. And then it was also like, uh, you know, I'm just not going to do the movie. And it's kind of like, yeah, but well, why wouldn't you do the movie if it was all BS? Well, maybe he didn't want to bring any negative attention to a movie that he's not, you know, he would be any negative. Like, if people didn't see the movie because he's in it would be negative on everybody who worked in the movie. So maybe it was more of a selfless thing. Bull. Like, I don't want to bring any negativity towards this movie, so I'll pull away from it. There are people in the movie industry, they're called publicists, that their whole entire sole purpose is to come up with exactly this. What could we drum up about these celebrities that people will read so that they know, oh, they have a movie coming out? So that is... I, yeah, I, but this is not really the most positive thing to come out. No, it's not, but it's like controversial and people can't prove it and blah, 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 and whatever. So that was yesterday that he pulled out of the movie? When was the oh, episode yeah. that we talked about? Wednesday? We talked about this? Wednesday, yeah. Okay, so Wednesday's episode, we talked about this. Thursday, he pulls out of the movie... Uh, here we are on Friday now, and the story is Army Hammer's last ex-girlfriend says that their romance was like dating a wannabe Hannibal Lecter. Uh, that, not a great that start. That does not bode well for Army Hammer. Yeah, not a great start for Army Hammer. Um, as the Hollywood star's idea of pillow talk was fantasizing about which of her body parts he'd like to roast and devour. Uh, I just realized he has the words arm and ham in his name. Also true. Also just putting that out there. Possible body parts. Make of that what you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she told page six. He said to me, he wants to break my rib and barbecue and eat it. <laughs> Now, is this the same person in the DMs? This is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this wait, is the same person. No, no, no. The girl. This no, no, no. This is a new person. The girl in the DMs, everybody thought she was lying. One person kind of said she was lying. I think it was like several DMs came out from people. This is uh, this young lady. I think she's an actress. I, I don't know. Her name is Courtney Vuskovic. 
V-U-C-E-K-O-V-I-C-H. No idea what that is. I don't know who that is either, but they make it seem like she's someone someone of note. So she's probably been in something that I haven't seen. Um, now, let me stop right there before I go any further. Gather the room's opinion here. Please, in the comments below or on Twitter if you're listening on the podcast. Um, is this guy... Is, does he have a thing, or is he just really bad at dirty talk? He could be bad at dirty talk. I mean, he's... Oh, man. Or is he know. doing the thing where, like, you know, remember in Along Came Polly when he's like, just give it a little tap, but he's telling her to smack her rear end. He's like, just give it a little tap. Is he just floating this out there because it's, like, kind of out of left field and dirty and bizarre, but let me kind of... Let me just let me just give it a little... Let me just introduce the the the... There's the a difference between thing. A, a tap on the on the on the hiney and saying I want to barbecue your ribs. No, there There's is a but, huge but, leap. But <laughs> there, I agree. But my point is, is is he just introduce? Is he just let me just? Let me put if this... you want to introduce something like that, you start with like I would I would imagine that he should start with something like I you know lick your ears or your fingers or something, not barbecue your ribs. Right. That's like. That's like final step. And that's a big leap from like, cause I feel like, and again, I, I, I'm happy to admit when I got something weird going on, I don't think I have anything weird in this case, but I feel like the term, like you look so delicious, I could eat you. That's, that's kind of more of like that introductory, like I got a weird cannibal thing. Let me, let me throw this line out here to people and see. Did he start with that? No, I think he started with, I started with I want to literally barbecue you and eat you. Break your rib and eat it. That's very oh barbecue and eat it. Sorry. Were they eating ribs at the time? And he was out and he looked over at her plate and <laughs> said, "I want your ribs. I want to break your ribs and eat them." Uh, yeah, that was yeah. No, she <laughs> says she thought to herself, "Damn, that was weird," but she didn't think about it again. She said of overlooking the odd behavior at the time. Did she check his freezer? Right. That that's just like I, and but here see if a girl guy like that's got more than one freezer too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> There's a freezer in his basement. Shout out Italian moms, basically. Yeah. Right. Um. Or cannibals, either way. Or cannibals. That's kind of weird. Italian moms and cannibals are the only ones that are going to have that little garage freezer going on. That's why there's plastic all over the furniture. Mm, there you go. You never know. Evidence it's... just wipes clean. Exactly. Egg. Exactly. Um, I just think it's like if somebody said that to me, like I want to break your rib and barbecue it and eat it. I'm telling every friend that I know like that's, that is a red flag. That's going in the group chat. Like, you, you know what this person said? Like, and, and at what point in the relationship do you start to introduce this kind of weird, odd discussion? Not right away. That's that's a ease into that kind of thing. If it's one hundred percent just trying to be weird and dirty, fine. And if you want, if you're both on the same page, and it's just dirty talk, it's batshit dirty talk. Yeah. But, hey, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But if one party is not, you know. Getting in, getting into that, it's time to yeah. shut it down. 
Let's talk about in general. Like, wh at what point in the relationship do you introduce your little kink? You got to do it early, I feel, because then there's no point. What's the point of continuing? I think, it, well, it depends on what it is. And then it's got to be something that you, I can't, I can't believe that you would have to, like, just go, here's my kink. I'm you sure some people have do, to though. just subtly drop hints. I, no, I'm sure some people do. Like, I, again, if you're like, oh, I, I got a little toe thing or, you know, I like to get smacked or, you know, throw a little hand around right. my throat. Right, little things like that, I don't think it's, you know, but if it's like I want to be tied up and, and whipped or something, that's something you might want to, like, you think that's drop the line? tiny hints about. I wouldn't come out of the gate like that. Yeah, that's I weird. I wouldn't go, you know, unless you're, like, in a in a, a place that you're around people that are into that stuff and you know that that's what they're into. But if you're just with someone for the first time and I, I don't think you drop that, that ball, you just, you, you go with what you're doing. Maybe you introduce something, you know, little hints here and there, see how she reacts, see how he reacts. And, and you, you know, you go from there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't just drop that. The army hammer on her. I just, I can't believe what I just read. Uh oh. <laughs> breaking. This is rib breaking news. I didn't read this whole thing. I was just like, when I read the headline, I'm like, we're, this is what we're talking about. And I didn't read the whole thing. Oh, God. I can't even imagine what you just read. He would to say, see your face like that. He would say to her, I want to take a bite out of you. All right. You know, okay. Yeah. That's what we've heard. She says, and I quote, if I had a little cut on my hand, he'd like suck it or lick it. That's um, <laughs> that's something. That's not. That's something. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. That's that's different. You have two people that make a living talking going, oh, I don't know how to say it. I, have hey, to I say. just, I, what's on the ceiling here? I can't even, <laughs> I don't know what to look at when I have to talk about this. That, what the hell? That's when you break, that's what, like, if, if you Way cut, to bury the lead. Could you cut, could you imagine cutting yourself and, and your significant other runs over and starts licking it? What the F? I mean, but there are people that like pop other people's pimples. Is that any, is that the same? That's, not that's the same weird. Thing. No, that's weird. But I feel that's, that's more common. I feel like than yeah, a lot of people, a lot more people do that. That's more of a thing. That's, but yeah, yeah. The, the blood thing. Mm -mm. By the way, the blood thing after the rib comment and the, I want to take a bite out of you comment. Like, yeah, you put them all together. It's not a, it's not a good, uh, not a good menu. On the Army Hammer restaurant. Uh, I'm not dining there anytime soon. Uh, yeah. That's, there's something there. In the comments, you got to tell us, what do you think of all this? I mean, is this normal? Are people doing this? No, this is or not. Or is this out of, out of uh, you know, who wrote Bram Stoker? Is this some Bram Stoker stuff? Maybe he's a, maybe he's a vampire. I, I, I could have sworn I seen him in the daytime. Yeah, no, good point. We have seen him in the daytime. Yeah. That and is, again, that's all movie magic. Who the hell knows? 
that is just like I can't even imagine. Like not like even say that he actually would go and lick her blood. That is very strange. I mean, at least at the very least, if I could take anything positive out of this, at least he didn't cause the cut. You know, he didn't make her bleed. Yeah, just no. I'm trying. Yeah, no, I know no. you're trying. I can see it's I'm very trying. honorable. Very I'm honorable. To put a, maybe a small positive spin on this, but no. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's very trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's not working. Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate what you just did there. But um, yeah, I don't. No, there's uh, no coming out of this. Yeah. So this is the the previous one that said this. Yeah, this is the ex girlfriend. She also said, "Well, I let me go back. Uh, I don't think we read this one in one of the leaked DMs, not from this girl, that he." allegedly asked a partner if he could cut off one of her toes and keep it with him in his pocket. So he always had a piece of her in his possession. Um, uh, the ex-girlfriend now who dated him from June to August, June, July. August, yeah, that's about three months is about is like, okay, I got to get out. I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this weird kind three of months. I say as soon as the toe thing comes up. <laughs> uh, she on. couldn't confirm whether those DMs were legitimate, but she said, yeah, "Why would she?" There are why no surprise. Oh, keeping someone's toe. She says, "I mean, unless unless you're going on, let's make a deal," and they say, "All right, who's got lipstick rouge in their purse and someone's toe?" That's the only way having a toe on you is good. She says he likes the idea of skin in his teeth. Come on. Um, she spoke following a divorce filing by Hammer's estranged wife, Elizabeth Chambers, telling page six that her relationship with Hammer was not only weird, but gross and also emotionally abusive. I feel emotionally abused. He enters your life in such a big way. He's such a captivating person. He has such a presence and he is aware of that. And he uses it in such a way that most women would think, oh my gosh, this is amazing, especially young women. Uh, but that's kind of the scary part. How good he is at active manipulation and making you feel like he's never felt this way about anybody. So that's, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, see, that's, that's where it becomes abusive and, and wrong and terrible. That's why I said that the the quitting the movie was that was a that's a, a flare. That's a that's a big signal to me. Like there's no reason for you to if this is BS. Well, what was the movie? What I mean, if the movie, what if the movie? He's a vampire. Like, <laughs> he's a vampire. Or some kind of like a zombie or something. It was a Hannibal Lecter remake. It was like, oh, you can't. I mean, it's too close. It's hitting too close. It could be a, a zombie eating brains and stuff. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But he, I mean, he just, you know, here's a shot. Here's a shot at him at uh, what? What? What was the? What was that hotel that Jack Nicholson got stuck in? The oh look, no no no! Doesn't that look like <laughs> the, the Overlook? Home, the Overlook. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, there he is in the Overlook Hotel. Uh, I, he just looks like the kind of guy that would... He looks rich. 
He looks like, you know, he's like a, obviously he's a good looking guy. You know, he's an actor, all this stuff. He just looks like the kind of guy that like hunts human beings for sport. Like he looks like, what's that book that we read in, in high school where there was like the guy like hunted people for sport. It was like real people. It was a famous book. No, drawing a blank. No, not ringing a bell. Yeah, it was like a, that was like a, I remember reading that book in high school. It was like the guy was like bored and he would like invite people to the island. And then you get to the island and you realize that you're being hunted and all of the rich friends are like hunting them. And yeah, no, it sounds familiar. The story sounds familiar, but I can't place the name. The most dangerous I... game. Thank you. Oh, okay. Cuddles. Cuddles got it. The most dangerous game. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's been in a lot of like movies and stuff. There's stuff like that. But. Like his yeah, face is chiseled like out of the most time. dangerous game mold. Like you could just be like, oh, that guy definitely hunts people for a yeah. living. If you put 30 people in a room and had to pick the guy that hunts people. Yeah. That's him. Bingo. Like he looks down on the, the you know how we all look down on like the hunters that like kill the beautiful elephants and the, mm -hmm. and the rare animals for sport. And they say he like looks down on them for like, I would never waste my time on a, on a big dumb animal. I, I only hunt human beings and then eat them later on, you know, like that kind of a thing. Yeah, I feel like a, a few more days and there's going to be a raid on his house. Or something. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, this this, is... like, guess what, everybody? Take a look around. You know where we are? At the beginning of this story. Like, this is, it's not, this is not something that I don't think is going to go away. It doesn't get better away. from here. Yeah. Like... I mean, the only way this gets better is if, like, 50 ex-girlfriends come forward and say, nope. This has never happened to me. I don't know what these two are talking about. These two are known liars. They're crazy. Yeah. Army Hammer's been nothing but a gentleman. They look at his house and there's nothing that... There's no, I don't know. I don't know, man. How do you even... Rough. Like, we've asked this question before, like, how you get some of these fetishes. Like, how do you get that one? Like, what, what went wrong... In those formative years that you, you know, all of a sudden that was your thing. Like, I'm sure thousands of psychiatrists would love to know the answer to that. Yeah. You know, they spend, you know, decades trying to figure out what people's, you know, stuff that happened, triggers and stuff like that. I don't know if we'd ever find that out. I'd love to get Dr. Melfi in on this, to be honest with you. That's the thing. She'd I think good. I think she could I think she could handle it. Um, and you know what? Just to be fair, like, because let's let's, you know, again, we're not here to, like, ruin anybody's life. Um, Bella Thorne uh, came to Army Hammer's defense. She said okay. that uh, those screenshots were fake. I guess she dated him at some point. And, um, you know, she's like, none of this is is really true. Um, but who knows? Yeah, I guess, well, it's all speculation. There's two people. Yeah. One has DMs, which God knows if they're real. The other one is just saying that this stuff happened with no proof. Yeah. So it was really, we don't, this is all alleged. We don't know if any of this is true. This is just the story that's out there. We have no idea if it's true. And at this point, very few do. His uh, his statement was, I'm not responding to these BS claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Lionsgate is supporting me in this, and I'm grateful to them for that. 
Like but that's so that's not terrible. I'm not saying okay. that he's got vicious attacks, but I feel like most people on Twitter were just kind of like goofing like this like you believe how crazy this is like and that was really it like i don't think anybody was like like chasing his kids down or, or any any crazy well, how do you know i mean not for nothing but two days go by and now there's another woman so maybe who knows if four months away from his kids i don't know how old his kids are but if they you know people in school bully, who, who knows who knows i don't know feels like they might hear some stuff and if his if their dad's not there to explain it you know they're they're, they're freak out the kids. i mean i guess so i guess so just you feels... know if your kids heard something weird about you and you were gone for four months you'd want to be there to set them straight mm, i guess so i don't, I don't know. i it's hard to tell innocent, what my kids i don't blame them for this it's, it's hard to tell what my kids movie. think about me to be honest with you i'm, I'm pretty sure i'm pretty I sure think we all know I'm lying to them. I'm like, dad's the greatest. I just feed them all this stuff with the hope that they'll repeat it back to me. And they say, who the hell is this dad person? Yeah, but basically, for the most part. They're like, I'm who waiting are for you? that greatest dad to walk in. I do when I come home uh, and see my kids. I go, have there been any other dads here today? Like, be honest with me. Like, tell me if, did mommy have any other friends around? They're your, they're your little Zoom cameras. Exactly. Oh, and that yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you saw today. Especially my little girl. She gives me the full rundown on everything. Here's the thing with her though. She'll make up stuff that didn't happen, but she won't forget to include oh, so anything she... that did happen. So that's Yeah, but she's not a reliable source, that means. Yeah, reliable enough. Um up there in uh Canada they're losing their minds. I love this story so much, Frank. They imposed some uh restrictions because of the pandemic, obviously, that what's going on. And they're uh, putting people in on a curfew up in Quebec. Oh, we got that uh, curfew there, eh? You got to be in the house there at 8 o'clock there. Listen, eh? Hoser. And we're not making fun of the Canadians. We love Canadians. I love Canada. Well, here's the thing love about the this. They, they, they tell Quebec, they go like this. They go, look, you got to be, everybody's got to be home at 8 o'clock because eight. we got to stop the spread. And literally 99.9% .9 of Canada goes... Oh, the puck drops there at 7, eh? We'll be at home anyway watching the game. I'm not going to be outside and miss the game, you know? Sunsets at 2 p.m., I'm, I'm inside. Exactly. They, they're literally like, this is the dumbest thing ever because everybody's home watching the hockey game eating poutine, so Plus, I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's freezing. Once the sun sets, it's freezing. Nobody wants to be on the street anyway. That's true. The, the hell's coldest, outside? The coldest in my life I've ever been was walking around Toronto at like 9 o'clock at night. We were the only two idiots on the street. <laughs> Because we were from America and didn't know any better. We're walking around Toronto like, oh, where is everybody? We can literally hear our whispers echoing throughout the buildings. And we've got, we're looking for people. <laughs> like, this is, I, I feel like they're filming a movie on the street. What's going on? Frank is not making this up. We legitimately, there was nobody. And we kept saying to ours, because we grew up in New York City. And there is never a time where you're on a city street alone. Maybe one block you get lucky, but you keep going. You're going to walk into some, there's going to be somebody yeah. around somewhere. This was ghost town, but it was snowing. It was freezing. So the smart people from Canada, people who live there are inside yeah. staying warm. We two idiots were outside freezing our asses off looking well, for something to do. We get there. We walk around Toronto. We were like freezing. We went to a restaurant and there were people in the restaurant. And I don't yeah, know if somebody said something to us or whatever it was, but after that, we discovered, we realized that they've built an entire underground 
tunnel system in Toronto, and that's where everybody was walking around to get to where they needed to go. <laughs> They know what they're doing. Where's that that meme of that guy going like that? Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, up there in Canada, um, they said, look, you can't uh, be out past 8, 8 to 5 a.m. curfew, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. So uh, this uh, 24-year-old was out, and the police go up to her, and she goes, "Uh, I'm just walking, I'm just out, you know, walking my dog. They go, look, the dog's her husband. So they were like, there's a curfew, yes, but you could obviously go out and walk your dog. They're not, you know, telling everybody you can't go walk your dog. So she thought, oh, I know. I'll put my husband on a leash and I'll walk him around and that's how we'll get around this curfew. So she was trying to get around the curfew, not, she wasn't trying to do some weird kink thing. (laughs) This wasn't her treating her. her partner as a as a dog putting him on a leash and stuff my frank might have been a little column a a little column b you know if you could be defiant and get that kink in there as well that's that makes it's it all the better more. than eating their toes or whatever. <laughs> um which would fall off from frostbite anyway no kidding uh oh listen to this she's 24 the hubby 40 so a little bit of an age difference there good for them uh right. They were not named, but they were fined $1,217 for the violation. That's a weird number. That is a weird number. Yeah. That is a, a bizarre number. What is that in uh, in dollars, eh? Well, I think that's about $4.50 there, eh? A little bit of an exchange difference. That's not That's not bad. Yeah. Let's go over to, uh, what's that donut place? Tim Hortons? Tim let's Hortons, get, eh? Get some donut holes there at Tim Hortons. Make that happen. Yeah, this is us trying to do Canadian accents. We're not that good. You can make fun of Canadians, and they're okay with it. Can we do that? Uh, yeah, they're they're fine with it. Some of them might get love a you guys, but they're it's like vegetarians too. You can say the most horrible things about vegetarians. They're just like whatever. Like, yeah, why is not. that? Why can we get away with that? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but shrub uh, munching weirdos. But here's okay. the thing: you can't get out of a ticket because the cops. You know, like how you get like a cop on like a holiday, like when everybody's off, and you get caught for oh. like speeding on July Fourth. It's like you're getting that ticket because they're pissed they're not at the barbecue. The, yeah. the Canadian cops, they're pissed they're not watching the game, so they're like, you know, they're like, oh, the uh, the Leafs are on the power play. Yeah, I could. I was uh, trying to have my donut hole and watch my Leafs on the power play, and now I got to be out here. Write your ticket. You know, it's true. Yeah, they got a point there. They're out in the cold once, you know, nighttime. Can you be in your car when there's a curfew? Can you like drive somewhere? I think you got to be in your home. I think they say in your home. So you, so you can't take your car and go somewhere to someone else's home. Uh, yeah, because if you're out, if you're driving, I don't know. I, I, yeah, Just I don't even know. driving is no good. I guess the driving is no good. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's all just occur people from like going to restaurants and bars and places where you would mingle. And can you, know. you ride your moose somewhere? You're in Canada, so all right. Now I want to apologize to all the Canadians. Uh, I, that's, that was that's the line. That, that was, was the line. Moose. <laughs> <laughs> moose. That's everything else before that was fine. Hey, hurry up and write them a summons. We got to go get the. There's two moose fighting over on the other street there. We got to get that. You ever see that video? Uh, that's why I love Canadians. Every now, every like three months or so, they'll just post a video of two gigantic moose just just pounding. Things will mess you up, man. Those oh my gosh! You see those things? They're like prehistoric freaking beasts. Just, just, 
Yeah. So like something out of like Greek mythology, just slamming heads together. There's only two things that'll stop me yeah. in, my, in my tracks. Those moose videos from Canada and those alligator videos from Florida. Those are the only two things where I'll just be like, would you just look at the size of this? Will you just... There's a video of, of, I guess, I think it's a guy in Florida. It's got to be Florida. There's a guy, he's outside his house. He hears something in his sewer. He just takes the camera, goes to the sewer, and it's like one of those, you know, the It movie sewers where yeah. you could, like, fit a body <laughs> through. movie sewers. God. You know? Yeah. And there's just a, a friggin', it had to be, like, a 15-foot alligator. Just, you could see its eye. It's just staring right at the camera. And it's just, you can hear it growling. My God. And it's the freak. It's right under his house. A gigantic freaking alligator in his sewer under his house. That's. Move. Yeah. I went, I know, I'll never forget this. I went to my cousin's and he was like, yeah, stay in the garage. He was like, oh, uh, stay in the garage. He's like, I'm going to close the garage though. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, alligators. I'm like, will you stop? He's like, no, man. He's like, and, and he goes, my neighbor, the alligator snuck into the garage wound up like burrowing under something and he was just in there and they didn't even know. So he was like walking around cleaning stuff and then boom, the thing just like hopped out on him. I'm like, oh, I no, no, no. cannot be comfortable. <laughs> I was like 12. I was like this. I cannot. I was just looking at everything. I was just like, you know, snapping all around. Like, like, you know, because I was freaked out. I was panicked. Yeah, I would have no, I have no problem seeing alligators like in, you know, behind fences and zoos and far away from me. But in my garage, I got, I got freaked out when there was a possum on my baker's rack over here. <laughs> I remember that. I stayed up with the flashlight on him just for four hours. Like, <laughs> I'm not moving. I'm not going to sleep. Yeah, I'll never forget this. There was, I went to Arizona once. And, um, you know, you go and you do these stupid things. But, but my parents, like, they were like, uh, we went on this, like, tour. And this was like pre-internet. So you couldn't really, you didn't really know, but people, you know, like we saw like a sign somewhere or in the AAA book, whatever. It's like this blah, blah, blah tour of the Grand Canyon. We see this guy and he is like, you know, Curly from uh, City Slickers? City Slickers, sure. Just weathered face. Just like you, this guy is like the legit. The real, the real deal. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I'm like, and I didn't even want to get in the car because I'm like, give me the Disney World tour. Like, give me the like fun. Like, I don't want to like, you know. But he told this story. The 25-year-old that doesn't give a shit just driving me there. That's what I would eat. That's what I, exactly. That's what I want. Um, but he told the story, and I never forgot it. He was camping. And this just goes to show you how legit this dude was. He was camping one night. <clears throat> he goes, you see that spot over there? I was camping over there. Like 10 feet away from him were a pack of coyotes. A pack. And How many to a pack? 20? <laughs> I, I don't know, but he but he said that a lot of them left and one stuck around and one ju it just stared at him the whole night and he just looked back and I go, I go, so where did you go to sleep? And he goes, no, I slept there. And I'm like, what? He goes, we just looked at each other. And he goes, I just, I tried to make him feel calm. Like I wasn't going to go for him. He goes, I felt like he was doing the same thing. He goes, and we just, you know, we spent the night like, 20 30 feet apart you know it's just a coyote there me here and he goes i just you know slept at my camp i was like what the hell like can you um now he could have been totally well, coyotes, lying but i don't know if i would be as terrified dude in like coyotes. jersey coyotes come and just like eat like you can't leave a dog out they'll just destroy a dog they, they, a dog uh, you know i don't know do they go after full-grown people 
You want to try? You want to find out? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't run that risk. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. But uh, you know what? Stare. I don't know how that works because I maybe I'm sure the guy knew what he was doing. But one lesson I learned the hard way was do not stare at a dog. I don't know if coyotes are different, but I looked. I was at a jewelry store once. I was a kid. I went in there with my mom and my dad. I don't even remember. I think it was my dad. I went in there and they had this Rottweiler behind behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And I and I was a kid. I had no idea. And I like dogs. And I was just looking at him. And for some reason, he just locked on to me. So I was like, "All right, staring contest." Not a good idea. He got mad. Literally in five seconds of that staring contest, he lunged at me. I mean, he was behind the counter. The counter was like up to here on me at the time. Uh-huh. And he didn't make it over the counter. The, the owner grabbed him by the collar. Otherwise, this thing was. They, like Frank, what'd you do? I was like, I was just, I just looked at him. I was looking in his eyes. Oh my yeah, God. don't, don't stare down a dog. I try and stay away from everything. Yeah. Like I don't even. Yeah, well, that's a good. Uh, at least it didn't get you. Good lesson learned. Yeah. But that's like, do you see that golfer who there was like a huge alligator on the course, and he just went over and slapped the alligator on the rear end, and the alligator scurried. Like, how did he know to do that? Like, how did he know that was going to be okay? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I take a drop. There's no way. <laughs> I'll hit on the other side of the course. Thank you. The rule that so my rule is unless you're at a Six Flags or Disney World, don't even bother getting anywhere near close to any of these animals. Like that is Disney World isn't even safe, man. Yeah. There, yeah. there, there was alligators there too. They they got a hold of that kid a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but that was that wasn't at one of their exhibits. That was like at the. Uh, it was like on the a, resort. It was on the resort though. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sad. Messed up, man. Yeah, that was really sad. Um, let me see. What else? Anything else for this episode? Uh, I mean, there's a couple other things. I don't know if you want to get into them. There's um, oh, the my pillow, the my pillow guy. <laughs> my... I mean, it's just ridiculous. I don't, you know, not nothing against either side of uh, of politics, but the fact that the my pillow guy had a meeting in the White House in the Oval Office today. And had a notes, and in his notes typed out were some words to the effect of, um, I don't want to get this wrong, but the my pillow guy was at the White House. He had like a five minute meeting with Trump. And some of the words, by the way, is acting is, national security. What? Is this, I feel like the, in the days at the end of an administration and in the first couple of days, more important meeting the president then than like if you're in there and at the two and a half year mark it's kind of like ah eh. yeah if you're in there at a two and a half year mark and you want to sit down with the my pillow guy talk to whoever you want no i'm talking about the person getting invited like i'm saying like if you get invited to the white house to meet the president obviously it's a big deal but if you get invited to the white house when there's only like 20 days left i feel like that's a huge deal like when you're on the finale it's like tour, six days left Oh, six days. Well, what, 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 you get my point. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, fine. He wants to see the MyPillow guy, have a five-minute chat with him. Whatever. Do what you want. However, some cameraman got a glimpse and caught a, a photo of the MyPillow guy's notes. Mm-hmm. He had a sheet in front of him, and some of the words on these notes were martial law was written on there. Uh, if ne- Martial law, if necessary. 
Uh, move Cash Patel to acting CIA was another line in there. Why is the president talking to the My Pillow guy about CIA moves and martial law? <laughs> he should and be the, the Pillow Action Act. He should be the. Come on in, take a look at the Lincoln bedroom, and what can we do here with the pillow situation in here? Exactly. Can we, can we up can this? You get, can you furnish the whole White House with my pillows? Yeah. That should be the extent of these interviews with this guy. But you know what, though? We let Kanye in talk all kinds of crazy. Kim Kardashian got to go in there and do her whole thing, which actually turned out to be great. Uh, but, you know, so we got to kind of, you know, you got to be fair to everybody. Well, my pillow guy come in and do his thing. Yeah, but he's talking about martial law and stuff. I guess I didn't realize. Yeah, you're right. They, celebrities come in and out of there all the time. But the my pillow guy. Um, it's not his first pillows. time. They're like super close, I think, that those two, though, aren't they? Yeah. He's been there but, a bunch. <laughs> that's true. But I feel like you go there if you go in there with like a, hey, I have a agenda. I want to stop this injustice like Kanye and Kim Kardashian did. Great. But if you're talking about moves within the CIA and martial law and the Insurrection Act, <laughs> I mean, this is nuts. I, I feel maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know about this kind of stuff. But I don't feel like the MyPillow guy isn't the first guy you go to to this stuff. But I think that I think that this is more common than you probably think. Probably. Again, yeah. I could be I could be way off. So, by the way, uh, my pillow guy confirmed that he had a meeting with Trump today. He said it was five minutes. He said he offered evidence on what he described as election fraud, but he said that it did not clear. It did not contain the words martial law, whatever. Uh, but he said that Trump told him to hand the materials to White House aides. Now, that's a is isn't that like when you go to hand the president something and he goes, "Oh yeah, cool, cool. Uh, go give that over to Jeremy over there." Like you got to kind of feel like. Uh, Damn it. Yeah, that's that's I, I, I want nothing to do with whatever like, you're talking like about. that's the way Ringo felt when he's like, hey, everybody, I wrote a song and they're like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> like, bravo. Give it over to Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know who we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a song. But I think so. I, I, I grew very close to um, these uh, these two guys who opened up a brewery over by my house and we've known each other for a really, really long time. And um, he one of the guys, uh, he said to me, he goes, you know, we were talking about like radio stuff. And I was telling him like some of the things that we get all the time. Give like him the those... sponsor. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What? Some of the things that we get like are cliched questions. And like, you know, he was saying he was like, I can't go anywhere. And this was like five years ago. He's like, I can't go anywhere without people going. Oh, you know what kind of beer you should make? Or like, you know, what you should put in your beer or, you know, you should. So I would imagine that if you're the president of the United States, you get that like a billion fold where it's like, oh, oh I'm sure somebody wants to come in and talk to you or, or whatever. But there are people that run interference for that kind of stuff. There should you know, be people. Yeah, there, there should, should be, be. <laughs> someone to like take the smaller, lower level meetings, someone to you know answer the phone. Yeah. When nut jobs call. But but is it at this point in the presidency, is it? Are they at like crunch time where it's like we got to get this stuff done, or is it like senior year where we're like, oh, who's here? The my pillow guy. Yeah, bring him on in. Come on. Like that's probably what it is. It's senior year. Yeah, it's got a few days left. What is you know? Screw it. What's on the agenda? My pillow guy. 
Here's here's my pillow guy walking out of the White House. I'm surprised he doesn't have a, a chair with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm surprised. <laughs> While you're on your way out, can you, can you grab this painting? Grab this, yeah. Like, hey, can I get this vase? <laughs> Is anybody going to miss this if I take this this vase right He's putting now? His, Trump's putting his label, <laughs> his, his name on everything. I'm going to take this. I'm take this. You don't get to take anything with you, do you? Like, you should be able to take... No. I feel like you should be able to take one thing. If you're the president, you should be able to be like, you know it's what? It's not your stuff. I know, but like, like I'm not saying like, oh, I, I'm going to... They give you things. Like, you have, I'm sure, a presidential, you know, like, uh, I'm sure you have, like, pens and robes and yeah, not... pajamas and shit. But... I'm saying one historical item. This is what I'm saying. I think we have an, a, a list of historical things that, that cannot be taken. But I think we could probably go and figure out, like, here's category B where, yeah, all right, if a president wants to take this thing with them, they could take that with them. Like, uh, like How the, many things are in the White House? It'd be empty. You know, well, one thing every no, few years on. isn't too bad. Like the, 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 the floor mat that was outside the White House when Kennedy was there. Like, stuff like that. Like, I feel like you should be able to, like, take that stuff you know what i mean i i just feel yes. like i feel like as because i don't i really i don't think that they're allowed to take anything but i feel like as president you should be able to be like we well, should get to take one thing with you you can think presidents get enough when they leave they get all you know security detail for the rest of their lives they get you know i don't know what the the salary is when they leave but i'm sure they get a salary after they leave yeah they get a pension pension yeah, they're, they're doing fine. They don't need you the floor mat from outside the, the White House. Like I'm saying, like what you hear, like actors all the time go, oh, uh, you know, you're not allowed to take stuff off the set. But somebody sneaks like something off or somebody takes like a wardrobe with them. I feel like you should be able to yeah. to do that. If you're the president, you should be able to be like that. I want to take that thing like that's coming with me. Like, I'm, you know. Uh, the the paper towel holder that Gerald Ford put in. I'm taking the paper towel holder that's coming with me. It's going in the house. That's that's a relic, man. You can't touch that stuff. Yeah, and plus it always makes for a great story, you know? Like when you get to tell things later on, you'd be like, you know what? You know what the president took from the White House? He took so-and-so's blah, blah, blah. Like you'd be like, oh, I wonder why he did that. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better like to see it there in the White House and go, this is Roosevelt's toilet paper holder? Yeah, but that but that's what I'm saying. But here's my point, though. You think about all the items a president interacts with, and it's just we we've only had 45 of them. We're on President 46. Like, there's probably hundreds of thousands of items that are being archived and and put away and saved. And you know, I, like we've only had 45 dudes. Like, you, I think you can. Like, I would say, president and vice president get to take whatever they want out of the joint. You know what I mean? Like, that's your perk. There you There's got to be a limit. Like, you can't take the picture of like Kennedy or you know, you can't take take presidential photo, you know yes. portraits or something. That's what I'm little saying. Things. You got to know. You got a protection list where you can't touch these things, but these other little things, yeah, no big deal. If somebody will, I All bet right, you there is in. a thing like that. There's got to be. They probably. They probably is. I'm sure there's. They get to take something or you know, hey, I. I I use this thing every day, you know, maybe yeah. it's like the ink blotter or who the hell cares, you know? Yeah. My most prized possession. I still feel uncomfortable about it today, Frank. What did you steal? I, no, I didn't steal this. I worked for CBS FM in this city where cousin Brucey was and all these, you know, legendary. Radio that name. Okay. You go. And 
when I worked there, so at some point in the history of CBS FM, New York City decided that they were going to rename a street in Manhattan CBS FM Way in honor of CBS FM. They made two signs. One is actually legitimately hanging on the street. No. And another one they gave to the radio station. So I would, so they had it in the office. And I would comment on it all the time about how much I loved it and how cool. I thought it was so cool that that there was a street named after them, you know, because that was always like my thing. Like I wanted a street named after them. And this, and this story isn't going to end with you stealing this thing. Swear to God, I get another radio right. job. I give my notice. On the last day, I'm like packing all my stuff. One of the nicest people ever, Maria, who... At a certain point, if you don't know the story of CBS FM, is this legendary radio station. They changed it for like a year and a half. The year and a half that I was there it was the biggest mistake in radio history. It was just an awful. That experience. was awful. And she, and they put CBS FM on the internet. This is back when internet stuff was bad or, or considered a step down. And they had this other radio station on the airwaves. And while that was happening, there was a group of two or three people that like literally. They page what's the word I'm looking for? They champion CBS FM still on on the internet, and they they picked the music for it, and they did contests, and people loved it, and and they became sort of the stewards of of the brand. And then when they brought the brand back, and they they you know they were kind of elevated and everything, and it was really really nice. And, but long story short, so one of the one of the people that was basically like the keeper of the brand while the company didn't care. She turned around and said to me, I want you to have this. And I was like, I cannot take this. And she was like, you are the only, she literally looked at me like, you're the only person who cares about this. <laughs> but, but, I, but she said to me, she goes, there are only two of these in the world. I said, I, I said to her, I go, I, I'm not worthy of, like, I cannot. Do you know the street? Me. What street it is? It's right by Radio City. I forget what it is. It's in the 50s. 6th Avenue. Between like 5th okay. and 6th or 6th and 7th. Yeah, I forget where it is. If you look it up, it's there. Um, but um, I still have it to this day. And I, and I have it. With, and I still, I just love the fact that. I, because she, you know what she said to me? She goes, if you don't take this, she goes, you'll at least treasure it. If you don't take it, it's just going to get thrown into storage. And it's going to get lost somewhere. That's sad. Or somebody else is going to take it. She, she goes, it's going to mean nothing. And it's going to be gone and lost forever. She goes, you take it. And I go, am I allowed to take it? And she goes, probably not. So just get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I had so that, she stole it. I had that moment where I was like, are you even authorized to give this to me? But whatever. But I think that happens all the time. Like how many times do you hear like a movie prop or whatever turned up in some guy's attic because his grandfather had it or some crazy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You there know. was a time where the uh, you know the Freddy Krueger glove, yeah. the original one, yeah, was missing for like twenty years, and then it showed up somewhere at like a garage sale or something, or like a <laughs> some guy had it at a comic con, and and someone recognized it, said, "Is this the original thing?" And the guy's like, "I think so, I'm not sure." And they took pictures of it, and we compared it to shots in the movie. Like, there's the right, you know, there's like a, a scratch here, and the same one exists. Yeah, and they matched it up, and they actually rediscovered. They found the original one. That's awesome. You know, we talked about this a while ago on an old podcast. I wouldn't even know which one it was, but um, there's a show on Disney Plus called I think I forget what it's called, Prop Hunter or something crazy. 
um, where the guy just goes around and just discovers all these old props. And in some cases, that he, sounds cool. Yeah. He authenticates them. And in other cases, you know, he finds like other things. And um, it was just it was so such a good show. And like, I know they have that kind of thing with like, you know, those uh, what do they call those hunters or whatever they'll do there, whatever their antiques and but they do like all kinds of stuff like this was just oh yeah they do storage wars and stuff yeah this was just pure movie props and it was great and actually i will say like the the unfortunate thing oh prop culture is what it's called on disney plus prop culture prop culture the, un the unfortunate thing was it was only disney movies like you kind of start watching and go i want to see what all these other movies kind of have to yeah. offer and where those props are and stuff but that know? is pretty cool we'll track down memorabilia like that yeah i remember I dig, when man, i dig when they had and they did so in prop culture they do mary poppins tron nightmare before christmas pirates of the caribbean honey i shrunk the kids chronicles of narnia the who framed roger rabbit episode was killer and the muppet the muppet movie so it was pretty good Hey, there's a lot of stuff you can, you know, you know what happens to all that? Do they go into like a storage container somewhere? They were forgotten it. about. Yeah, they warehouse it. So it's interesting. I just watched a YouTube video like a day or two ago when Curb. Remember that season of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they brought back Seinfeld and it was like the Seinfeld reunion season. They ha they had to do all that stuff. They had to go on the lot and find all the original set. And like rebuild the setup, and it was so funny because they how were how the like, hell would they how they do that? It was just where it's in a warehouse. It's in a warehouse, and it's wow. labeled. And it was like just go here to find it. You know yeah. how much money that would make if if someone set up the original set, like of all of all these shows, Cheers, Seinfeld, Frasier. If they just put all these sets up somewhere, yeah, and just everybody just walked through and had, took pictures, they would kill. It would make a fortune. You know what's crazy about that? They, when they went to go get the set, they realized that the door was missing. You know who took it? Gotta be Kramer. Jerry. Jerry took it? He took it. He took the door with him. So they said like... <laughs> walking out of there with, <laughs> with the door. That's how I walked out of there with the CVSFM sign. I was like, oh, it's a huge street sign. It's not like you can hide it. I had to take that on, on the subway with me. It was very... It was, <laughs> Jerry, I, mean, I, can't, I can't imagine the day... like when it's time to strike that set, you know, on Seinfeld, when it's just like, all right, take it all down. And then they had to go and rebuild it back up. So like the prop guy or the set designer had to call the old set designer and be like, Hey, where was the, uh, where was the Superman that they had the Superman statue that he had on the bookcase. They had it. It was the, all the books, all the movies, the cereal How that boxes set up in a museum somewhere. There should be, I know. I mean, there are television museums and stuff, but, why there isn't a museum with just every set i know but they keep it they hold on to it for whatever and i guess if they have that like 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 this reason like hey we need this set again now they have it you know what's crazy yeah they set the whole thing up like they were told rebuild it exactly larry david gets on set and he goes this is perfect except i don't think jerry would have that refrigerator anymore and so everybody started looking around at each other like yeah you're right if this is like 15 years later why would he still have the same so they everything else was the same except for the refrigerator they changed the refrigerator that's weird yeah you know there were a few things i rewatched. i literally my wife and i rewatched like every season and then we we you know jump around every now and then but there there's this thing on the refrigerator it's like a couple of letters i don't know if they mean anything or if anybody ever figured it out 
Mm. But uh, on the refrigerator, there's like a piece of paper. And it says like EW or something. Oh, it's like a yellow piece of paper. EWR? That might be it. Is that significant? Well, it has to be something. You know what that is? No, I don't. Newark Airport. Is that so? Why is that? That's the, you know, how JFK and LaGuardia is LGA. EWR is right. Newark. Yeah, so maybe because he had a flight or whatever. That's probably what that was. It was on there a lot. So, all right, cool. Yeah. Problem solved. Solve that for you. What else could I knock down? I appreciate it, man. That has been bothering me for a while. Who knew? I was the Seinfeld expert on all of this. Easy, pal. <laughs> all right, here's what Frank's talking about. Wait, there might so maybe I'm wrong about this. Let's see. I don't know. It might be the wrong letters. I don't know. But I know there's a W. I think it might be even EW. I'm not sure. No, yeah. It's, uh, no, I think, you know what? I think it's a taxi. Hold on. Let's see here. Uh, it definitely yeah, it's been was. a lot of episodes. It definitely was EWR. Let's see. Hang on. I'm in one of those weird slideshow things where I got to get an ad every three seconds. Just oh, to, I hate that. Just to get to it. Yep, here it is. Uh, ta yeah, it says taxi information underneath it, but EWR is. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. I always wondered what the hell is that thing. Yeah. And, you know, I never thought to, you know, pick up my phone and just type it in, but <laughs> <laughs> why would I do that? <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. There's plenty of episode this evening. Um, or whenever you're watching or listening, appreciate that. As a, by the way, there was an alarming amount of people that need to look up the definition of impeached. Okay, there was a lot of people that were commenting on the last episode. They were like, "He wasn't impeached." Your fake news, like, no, he, he definitely, he definitely was. I watched. He, he was. I read a fourteen like comment thing of one person going after the other person like you need to like look this up and it was just so hysterical the person was like you're a troll get a job and I, I was like hysterical because i was like no the guy's actually right impeached doesn't mean that you're removed from office people don't know you got to just read stuff and educate yourself a little bit on on these situations just yeah. a just a That's little all. bit google is a big big machine that i refuse to use in the last thing frank you know what it's like 30 years ago, if you didn't know these things, I'm going to let you slide. Because it was a little it's, tougher, yeah. It's hard to obtain knowledge, but now everybody's got it on the tip of their fingers. Like, just go look it up. Like, just... Absolutely. Just go look it up. I'm in. Uh, but appreciate... Oh, the other thing, I'm sorry. Yeah, the other man. thing is, there are ads in our videos, but they're not controlled by us. We don't pick which ones they are. In fact, everybody sees different ones. Yeah, everybody sees different ones, and the amount of ads... We don't tell YouTube, play a million ads... Every every what happens. all that stuff we just leave as is, yeah. Yeah, whatever I, I never, YouTube puts in there. Yeah, I don't touch any of that stuff. So the only ad we control is the Hero Soap Company. Bam, bang biscuit. That's the one. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna go downstairs and hang this on my fridge next to my EWR sign. Uh, have a a great rest of whatever. Appreciate you guys watching and or listening. AnthonyOnAir.com has all our links and info, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.